The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Hot, hot, hot. How's your headphones sounding? They are sounding great. Thank you for asking, Marcus. <laughs> oh, welcome to Sex and the Human Activities. We're auto tuning today. <laughs> right? That's auto tune. You. <laughs> Sounds like Pakistani music. <laughs> oh, man. So, what's going on? Well, um, I did have something I wanted to talk about today, mm-hmm. something that hits close to home. Um, I have a, a friend of mine that has recently undergone a pretty bad breakup, mm-hmm. and she was doing good for a long time. She's kind of put her head into work. She's working all the time. You know, the whole move out situation, the whole, you know, thought they were going to get married. And I am watching her have a very, now, a very similar meltdown to the one I had in my early 20s. When Doug and I broke up. Well, like uh, six, seven years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like uh, watching- As is uh, documented on early episodes of The Round of Table. The Round Table. <laughs> <laughs> and, and watching somebody that you really care about go through a sexual reawakening is both scary and upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say fun, but it's not fun. It's just scary. Well, by, what do you mean by sexual reawakening? Well- the relationship she was in, uh, they hadn't had sex in a, about a year and a half, <sighs> and it was something that she w- didn't really talk about, mm-hmm. and now she is realizing again that she is desirable, mm-hmm. so she is getting desired <laughs> all over town. <laughs> and and I, know, I know that it's terrible, not to say that it's... It's different, but it, I feel like it's different to go through that when you're 23 than when you're 30. Right. And I'm a lot more concerned than I feel like my friends were. Where I mean, a lot of my friends had a lot of concern for how much I was drinking and how many men I was fucking and like and everything that I, and all the dangerous situations I was putting myself in. But at the time, everyone was younger, so we're like, ah, you know, it took a long time for people to step in. Yeah, I just thought that's how you were. Yeah, because that's how you meant. <laughs> I just like, wow, that. That Jackie girl really goes for it, doesn't she? <laughs> She's really living to die, huh? <laughs> well, these are my new friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I put myself in a lot of compromising, scary situations. You really did put yourself into, into some extremely dangerous situations. And I guess that's the question to ask. Is like, is your friend putting herself in, into dangerous situations? Yes. Okay. And it is definitely where... It, it, it is fun when you're like, oh, I don't know how far he's going to go when we're talking about, you know, S&M kind of things and, and being in CD motels and meeting up with people that she doesn't know and not even using apps or anything. I'm saying like at a bar, just her being like, you. And then she, I mean, she just left with somebody. Wow. Yeah. So it, it and I don't really know what to say because... She made a lot of jokes where like she was like, I feel like you did back then. I'm having a great time. Oh, you see, you were having a great time, but there was a bit of a glassiness to your eyes the entire time. And I was severely sad. Yeah. I, I, it, it came with, I, I did it because I didn't like myself. Yeah. And with her, I think it's that she just hadn't been desired sexually in so long. And I understand that, but that's not really the way to go about it. But as a friend, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, you got to get laid. Yeah. And I don't really know, how does one tell her to stop? 
I don't know if you can tell her to stop. I guess the most you can say is pump the brakes a little. Yeah, but they're just like, ah, you wouldn't. <laughs> and so coming from me, it's well, hard. Well, I mean, it's like I, at me at 23 wouldn't have, but we're not 23 anymore. And also 23-year-old you is lucky to have come out of that phase unscathed. Right. And, and I mean, and basically what I did is I sat her down and talked about all the times that I can't believe I didn't die. Mm-hmm. I mean, to a point that I really could have just wound up in a body bag somewhere because of the very creepy men that I chose. Mm-hmm. And all she did was laugh it off. Well, I mean, that's the problem is that they're funny stories. That's the thing. I mean, <laughs> because I, you know, <laughs> I have changed the way I explain it. It's like, I can't do it as a bit anymore, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's the biggest problem, though, is that like you, you can't. I don't know. It, it's I guess it's hard to give someone uh, cautionary tales when uh, there isn't really any. Um, when there wasn't really any uh, bad end to any of the stories, like there's sad ends. Like yes. it's definitely like the stories are are you know at the end of the day sad stories when you don't tell them with the usual Jackie bombasticness. Bombast. Oh, I like that. Uh, or Thank you. That's the word. Oh, I was is that at. is that a word? That's the word. That's like the right it. one. Yeah. The the famous. Jackie Zabrowski Bombacity. Bombacity. I'm like a bombassador. <laughs> yes, you a are. Cautionary tales. <laughs> we need to get a new bombassador. This one's doing a shit job. <laughs> uh, I guess the uh, it, it's really hard when somebody is in a situation like this, especially when they've been held down for so long. Right. You know, when they, for so long, especially if that person is a, especially if that person likes to fuck. Yes. That person likes to fuck, and they've gone a year and a half with no sex whatsoever, and not only having no sex, but having dick right there, and knowing that it's right there, and knowing that you could, you know, like right. I, I went through that shit, you know, in a sexless, rela- sexless relationship, where you know, like we could fuck if you'd only if you wanted to, be down if yes. only you wanted to, yes. we could be fucking right now, and it would be awesome. Uh, it's a frustration that you get. It really does bubble up in you that frustration of of knowing that you can fuck, but you can't fuck, you know, like, but the other person won't fuck. And then when you are unfettered, and especially if you are uh, a woman and you're unfettered, and it is much easier to get laid than if you're a man and you're unfettered, specifically if you're an attractive woman and you're unfettered, you can finally go out there. I don't know. It's it's really hard to get someone to pump the brakes. It's really hard to get someone to, to look around and say like, oh, shit, I probably shouldn't be getting into these types of situations. You kind of, I don't know, sometimes you just kind of let them, have to let them be like a kid that's got too much energy. You just got to have them just wear themselves, wear themselves out. out. Yeah. Well, that's honestly, and it, it brought up a bunch of memories because I was talking with her and a, and a few other of my friends that one of my other friends was like, I remembered... The, do- the time when you had one of your nights and you were covered in bruises and you were really upset and you called me at seven o'clock in the morning and you were like, hey, can we just get a coffee right now? Can you come and meet me and have coffee? And I talked about what I was doing to myself. Mm-hmm. And I think I have to just wait for that moment. Yeah. And I, and I, I just looked her in the eyes and I was just like, 
when you feel that way, no matter what time it is, call me mm-hmm. and we will talk about it and we can figure it out from there because I know what's going to happen. And of course, she's still in the phase of like, nah, never. Because I remember people talking to me and, and yeah. I just, when you're not ready to hear something, you won't listen to it. Yeah. And I think that when you have a friend that's going through something like this, really just being there and waiting for the time and making sure that you know that that you are open and you want to talk about things until they run themselves ragged that's really all you can do and use and checking in too and just exactly like, and that's hey. why i keep just giving her a call in the middle of the day yeah just give her a call send her a text because it's possible to be uh that little angel on the shoulder without being obnoxious about it because if you call if you like kind of text her or like call her like she does still get reminded of like oh hey maybe i should think this through just a tiny little bit Exactly, because once you go into mom territory or being that kind of parent figure, and I don't want to be that. No, and she's not going to listen to that. She's just going to stop answering your calls. Exactly. So it's just treading a line of keeping communication open and and just being there for her. But I need to talk about it on here. Like, this is now I'm trying, and now I'm kind of putting the pieces together of what I really need to do. And, you know, and just hope for the best. Yeah. I've kind of given her, I was like, just stay away from, you know, if he's got a lot of rings on and he wants to hit you with them, you know, or if he thinks he's been abducted by aliens. I know that sounds cool, but when he really thinks he was abducted by aliens, sometimes it's not cool. Yeah. See, that's the thing is that you say it. But of course I went on a date with a guy that thought he was abducted by aliens. Of course I did. Was that like in his OkCupid profile? No, it was that while we were talking on OkCupid is that his his father was the only professor in the United States that taught about alien abduction because he himself had been abducted over 20 times in his life. Wow. So he also believes that he had been abducted as well. But in reality, he was just a fucking crazy cokehead who was just trying to be his dad. And um, he cried a lot while he was inside of me. You know? <laughs> but again, ambassador of cautionary tales. It was a terrifying night. I had no idea where I was. Yeah, see, that's bad. That all... Of- All of that's bad. All of that is definitely bad. All that's bad. But when she looks to those stories of all the times that I've told how many countless stories of that time, and she thinks it's like, I'm being you. It's like, don't you remember me, girl? (laughs) Don't you remember what I was? Yeah. It was terrifying to be around you. Yeah, it was awful. It was a, a tornado of you, chaos. But that's how you got on Roundtable, because you just sat me down and said, I'm on Roundtable now. <laughs> <laughs> and you went, okay. I was like, all right, all right cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I would show up 30 minutes in after just banging some guy in a bathroom, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Time late. Wasted at 6 p.m. Yeah, that was 9 Oh, yeah, that's right. It was later then. You're right. Yeah, we'd start the show at 9 p.m. on Fridays. It used to be. (laughs) It was a different show. Yeah, very different. Different vibe. Basement show. Well, we're still in the basement, but that was a smellier basement. Yeah, yeah. It was a no rules, just right basement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Outback. That's what we can refer to it from now on. That's that's what it was. It was Mm. the Outback. No shrimps on the Barbie down there, though. (laughs) 
<laughs> Unless there were dicks going inside of me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <Ugh>. Well, this... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, our, our, actually, our letter today uh, actually kind of has something to do with uh, with what we're talking about. It's, uh, yeah, actually very related to it. What are we going to call her? Ride him up. Ride, well, actually, that's also very appropriate. Interesting. All right, here's what it said. Dear Marcus and Jackie, I just want to really quickly thank you guys for putting so much time and energy into this podcast, and I, like many others, are overjoyed that you are back at it again. Thank you very much. Hell yeah, thank you. Fuck yeah, man. Recently, I have been out of school, and all my time and energy has been put into cooking, cleaning, and self-care, which includes finding a couple part-time jobs. Something that scares me, though, is my recent fascination with wanting to become a self-employed escort. It has been an idea in the back of my head for a couple of years, now, but at this point, I feel like I could actually pull it off. However, yesterday, while fucking around on Backpage, that is a uh, escort website, I found an ad geared towards self-employed escorts between the ages of 18 and 65, male or female. My first thought was about how sketchy it all seemed, but then I thought, hey, I could actually do that. I'm bisexual and would have no problem having sex with anyone for money. The only question I've been asking myself is, am I prepared to deal with all the bullshit that comes along with that line of work? And I'm not sure if I'm ready to have to deal with the bullshit attitude from everyone else that goes along with the idea of a young woman selling her body for money. Thank you again for your time and your advice. Write them up. If you have any question about this, do not do it. Absolutely. I honestly, I am not against people selling themselves for sex. I'm not either. I think it's the self-employed part. That's rough. You have no protection. You have nobody that can scout somebody out before you go into a situation. You don't know what you're walking into. Ever. No matter how much you talk to a person, no matter what, you do not know. Yeah. And uh, by the way... This is how you get killed. Yes. Like, this I isn't, mean, yeah, yeah th- this is, I mean, shit, man, there's a serial killer here in New York City right now that's been going for 10 years now called the Craigslist killer, the Gaglo Beach killer. Like, this is, I'm bringing in some last podcast knowledge uh, onto this one. Like, women get murdered, they get raped off of Backpage, Craigslist, shit like that. It's not safe. It is not safe to be a self-employed Escort. It's absolutely not safe. Like it's a, it's a bad idea. It's just a bad idea through and through. I mean, if this is something that you want to look into and you want to look into a high, high end escort service of some kind, something that is reputable, something that you're going to look into. Basically, um, what is it when uh, someone that goes to parties uh, with people? Escort. That is an escort. Mm-hmm. So it's not. So you think that it's not for sex? Yeah, they say that it's, it's not just for, for n- not for sex, but in reality, it's for sex. Right. Yeah. But I think that it's finding something that is actually reputable, talking to women that that work there mm-hmm. or men that work there, finding more information out about this, but the self-employed part, do not. No. Don't. No. You can't. No. I will not allow this. <laughs> we are putting our foot down. I'm putting down my foot down. I won't allow it. Yeah. It's just, especially you look at the, you know, you said, oh, it might not seem legit. They're looking for men and women between 18 and 65. <laughs> I mean, that is just, that's yeah. just a slapdash, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can I can tell a, uh, a, a somewhat personal story on this one uh, is after my last breakup I was talking to this girl um that had that had at one point uh become she was working as a a self-employed escort I don't know if these two things are related but she was working as a self-employed escort I'm not going to really go into the details but she had a really 
really, really bad time doing it. She got into heroin, and um, I was talking to her on Facebook on Tuesday, and on Wednesday, uh, her sister, no, excuse me, on Friday, a couple of days later, her sister posted on her Facebook page how she had died from a heroin overdose. Uh, she got into some bad shit doing this. She got into a bad place, and she died. She was not killed, but she died because she got into this bullshit. Um, it's real. I mean, the the world of a self-employed escort is not glamorous. It is not fun. Uh, this girl talked about her time doing that shit as the worst of her life. Uh, she couldn't believe that she had done it, uh, and she greatly regretted doing it. Most women do not have good memories of escort work. They just don't. I mean, it, it's not something uh, that a lot of people have a great time doing. Maybe you would. Maybe it'll all work out great for you. Maybe you go in, you make a bunch of money, uh, you have you know sex with some dudes and some girls, and it's all peachy keen. Uh, but for the most part, in America, being an escort is not fun. It's just not. And as far as, you know, the bullshit attitude from everybody else that, that goes along with the idea of a woman selling her body for money, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, people are going to be, you know, yeah, they're going to be judgmental about this. They're absolutely going to be judgmental about this. Uh, and, you know, hell, it may affect future relationships that you have with people um, as far as, you know, someone being comfortable with dating someone who has been a prostitute in the past. Not everyone's cool with that. And if you're not cool with that, that does not make you a bad person. That does not make you judgmental. That just makes you somebody who doesn't want to be with someone who has sold their body for money. And also, I don't know if it, if it's as much of a huge story everywhere else as it is in Florida, but the, the rate of uh, especially self-employed escorts being sold into sex trafficking in Florida is insane. Yeah. I mean, there are stories about it all the time about women that go missing that are sold into sex trafficking situations. And, I mean, it's the kind of thing where you're like, that would happen to me. No, I, I mean, I'm just going to go in, I'm going to get out and do the whole thing. Yeah, I'm going to have a lark. Like, I'm going to have a fun weekend. It's not a fun weekend. You don't know. And the not knowing can sometimes be exhilarating, but can also be really fucking dangerous. Yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, some my guy, foot down. Yeah, some guy beats the, uh, you meet some guy, he beats the shit out of you. <laughs> you can't go to the cops. You, and you also, you don't even have a pimp or anybody to go to to go have the guy beaten up. Well, don't get a pimp. Well, you don't get a pimp. <laughs> but I mean, that's why if you work yeah. for a service, if yeah, you work if, for a company. If you work for a service, there are, you know, enforcers, people that are there to make sure uh, that you're safe. Uh, but if it's just you, then it's just you. And it, it is way, way too dangerous to even attempt it. And it's also a cutthroat business. It's not even like you can rely on other people that you meet in the business, too. Yeah. Unless you're all working for one company. Because, I mean, as long as you you find something that you can bring that's different. But for the most part, people fucking cut you down just to get your job. Mm-hmm. Every industry's cutthroat. You think hooking's any different? Truth. <laughs> so, in other words, we're putting our foot down. Put don't do down. it. Please don't do it. Just please don't do it. If, if you can find a way to do it safely, all right. Sure. All right. Check it out. Make sure that, you know, that's, make sure that that's, uh, you know, just, I'm just going to go ahead and say, make sure that that's something that you want to have in your past. 
and make sure that's something that you can be comfortable having in your past for the rest of your life uh, because it's going to be a thing. It's, I'm just going to go ahead and say right now, it's, it's going to be a thing. I'm being 100,000% realistic here. It's going to be a thing. And I don't know where you live, but um, you want to sell your body in a different kind of way and make a shit ton of money. I was a house manager for a very rich family where you do the cooking, do the cleaning, watch the kids, manage what where the, what they have to do every single day. That's a different kind of way of where you just shut your brain off. You're not a person. You just have to do your job, but you make a shit ton of money. Yeah. If you're able to find look into something like that, you have a college degree, you, that you this is what you do in your part-time anyway. Mhm. Look to something like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can make great money doing that. Yeah. There's plenty of ways to, to make great money selling your body than, you know, than just back page hooker stuff. Yeah. It's bad. Back pages is awful. Craigslist is awful. Don't do any of that stuff. Putting our foot down. Unless Official. you're looking for a cheap vacuum, because <laughs> I have found many a good vacuum off of Craigslist. Well, unfortunately, we got to do a short one today. Uh, but thank you guys so much uh, for listening. We'll be back next week. We wanted to do a short one. Short one's better than no show at all. So we're Bye doing it. A- <laughs> Ambassador of <laughs> cautionary tales. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys are great. Uh, Cave Comedy Radio at gmail dot com is uh, email to uh, that's the address to send us a question or a comment. Uh, if you are in sex work and you've had a, a good experience uh, and you have some words of wisdom, then yeah, share it with us. Let us know. Hit us up. Yeah, hit us up, uh, and we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>